Hi, this is Scott Herbst of Six Flex Training and Consulting with another short episode of CultureCast. Today's topic is you're the boss, you're scary, own it. And first off, I know that saying this is going to make some of you hate me. I just know it. I talk to people on airplanes. Now, before you judge me too much, let me do say that I do take social cues. I'm not going to chat you up if you're wearing headphones. And I've played enough games of catch to know that if you don't throw the ball back, in other words, provide more than short answers or ask me a question in a while, then you're probably not that interested in the game. And I'll drop it. That said, I've also had enough life-altering conversations with strangers on airplanes that generally I'm going to at least test the waters. You never know how someone might contribute to you or how you might be a contribution to others, and it's at least, in my book, worth taking a chance. So on a recent flight back from Mexico, a stranger actually struck up a conversation with me. Um... I was headed into Chicago. He was headed through Chicago to Syracuse. We started talking about uh, Chicago, which turned into why he spends time in Chicago, which turned to business. He owns a small financial consulting firm and has a team of six employees. And just talking with him, I could tell he was a good boss. He shared management practices that he tried, and they fit with the things that good bosses tend to do. Not only that, um, inherent in what he shared, I, I could just sense this willingness to learn from his mistakes and adjust his practices when necessary, which, again, this is something good bosses do. They don't get stuck in routines that don't work. They adapt to the people around them. They show some flexibility. Um, he was also interested in the person sitting next to him, me. And I expect that that wasn't particular to me, but was something that translates to other situation. situations. Human beings are three-dimensional, multifaceted creatures, and we don't leave that behind when we step into the office. Treating people like they're more than a cog in the operational machine will make them feel more than like more than a cog in the operational machine, which is going to improve morale and loyalty. So as a boss, he is doing a good job. And despite this, his employees are afraid of him. He shared with me a story about calling an employee into his office for a quick question and was shocked at how tense she seemed when she asked, should I close the door? I need to remember I'm the boss, he said. And, and I think that's good advice for bosses. You know, bosses generally should keep that in mind. When they do forget, it often means that they're not providing accountability, which as a boss is no good. In my new friend's case, it sounded more like he needs to remember that accountability can be a scary thing for people. It's a loaded word, accountability, that carries a lot of weight. And the good news is, though, that there are some practices that any manager can put in to make accountability a bit more palatable. And I'm going to share a few of them with you now. This is a non-exhaustive list, but just a few steps that any manager can take that I think should ease the sting of accountability. First, um, and this is going to sound a little weird, but first thing you should do, everyone gets a performance improvement plan. 
I don't know why or how performance improvement plans became such a bad thing, but I really wish that would change. You know who made great use or makes great use of performance improvement plans? Professional basketball players, or at least the great ones do. Michael Jordan was famous for adding a new dimension to his game every offseason. He did it by identifying something to work on and then planning his summer workouts around adding that dimension. Doing this, especially with your top performers, will create a culture where growth and development are valued. And it won't make it so awkward when you tell someone that they need to improve. Improvement will already be a habitual part of the conversation at your workplace. Second thing, everyone gets measured on their performance. Top performers should have some say in how their improvement gets measured. Generally, they'll already be performing strongly on the basic business metrics and looking to improve on things that are harder to measure. Uh, you know, like could be customer or client interaction or interactions with coworkers. So include them in the process of determining how you'll know when they're meeting their goals. Lower performers don't get as much of a say. Their focus should be on developing the skills to meaningfully impact the business and add net positive value. As a manager, it's on you to tell them what they need to do to keep their job. In either case, make sure that the performance you're improving is getting measured. Third thing to do is check in regularly, at least once a month, revisit progress, and praise positive progress. Coach and problem solve around breakdowns. One reason people get scared around the boss is because when they're performing well, it's easy to take it for granted. So when the boss calls their name, they think, what did I do wrong? Make calling their name part of the routine and then asking for a moment of their time won't occur as such a frightening prospect. And finally, the final thing I'm going to share today is, look, just accept it. You're the boss. However you see yourself, to them, you are a very important person. People are going to be afraid of you once in a while. Get used to it. It isn't bad. In fact, if they're not a little afraid of you, then you probably aren't doing your job. Resisting that people are going to have a bit of fear of you is like resisting the wetness of water or the heat of the sun. On the flip side of that, being a very important person, when you praise good work and recognize growth and development, it's going to mean something to them. Your opinion matters. Be responsible that it matters, and the fear won't seem like such a bad thing when it happens, and oddly enough, it won't happen as much. There are many more things that you can put in to be an effective leader who makes a difference, not only for your business, but also the people you lead. These for today are a solid place to start developing a team culture where people are hungry for growth, development, and meaning contribution to results. That wraps up today's episode of culture cast i hope you got something valuable out of it of course you can uh, find a write-up of this on our blog at www.sixflextraining.com again i'm scott herbst and i look forward to seeing you next time